I do think a discussion does need to be made because I mean, on the on the flip side of the Canadian geese thing, when's the last time you guys have seen a wrecking ball? Oh God, that that oh. might be my my biggest of the controversies. I don't even know what more needs to be said I about really, it. I really can't remember the last time I saw a wrecking ball. Yeah, I mean. You know, like, whereas we have the migrating geese, I, I feel like the song has just completely obliterated the need for wrecking balls because Is I just I don't see them anymore. There might it's be a shortage. COVID. It's a COVID supply chain issue. Yeah, but that's too logical. We can't go logical. <laughs> we have to we have to give it a little bit of absurdity because, I mean, I really do kind of blame Miley for the whole thing. You oh, know? that's where you're going with this. Yeah. It's like the intro to the episode, John. Damn it. <laughs> What? You got me. You got me. Sad thing is, I was going to respond with a totally rated R answer, and then I realized where you were going with that, Devin. I mean, we got to get started at some point, you know? So, having said that, I do miss Wrecking Balls. Parlay. Parlay. Let's go. Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Pittsburgh. Good morning, good day, good evening. Welcome to another exciting episode of Parlay Radio, where we discuss the world's most popular and criticized bands, go over the facts and see whether or not they actually deserve the hate. Introductions all around. Jay Bain, longtime listener, first time caller. John Coleman, and I love pizza. Devin Hughes, and I don't know where my phone is, so we will continue on with all the goodies that go with this. I don't have any independent businesses to plug this week, because I did plug one last week. I can bring them up again. I'm not going to do a full ad. The Legacy Beard brand, based out of Jacksonville, Florida. If you have a long, luxurious beard and you need some products for it, I do suggest them. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, or thelegacybeardbrand.com. This week, if you didn't tell by our uh, shortened introduction, because John forgot that we were recording the introduction, we're discussing somebody who made Wrecking Ball uh, be words that were actually used in a song over radio, which I don't think has happened too much or happens very often for a short period in the early 20 teens and that there needs to be more songs about wrecking balls i'm trying to think of any and i can't think of one i feel like there's really just any construction equipment what about that song from like the 70s about being built like a brick house she's a brick house we're out of sync (laughs) that's okay (laughs) i can fix it i can fix it But I, I mean, I really don't know if there's too many that have a similar title or at least like a same kind of concept to it. And uh, even then, you know, clearly the song is just a message about breaking in as big as possible. But yeah, I just I don't, I don't know if there's that many songs about Wrecking Balls anymore. I, think and I haven't a seen a Springsteen song about it. You know, the boss, Bruce Springsteen. I mean, arguably the greatest thing that's came out of Jersey. I won't disagree with that. I can't say that thing out of Jersey. I can't say that with a straight face because it's clearly my chemical romance. Definitely. No comment. I knew I was right. I'm glad nobody argued with me on it. Saving it. I'm just saving it. Yep. Wrecking Ball. Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) 2010. Okay. Ah, Bring on your first one. Bring on your Wrecking Ball. 2013. I think it was Miley's. Come on and take your best shot. Let me see what you got. Bring your on your wrecking ball. Wow. So we have two songs about balls. We're, I, we're talking about swaying balls now. So I think we should I probably <laughs> introduce this week's artist. Um, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> 
Miley Cyrus is an American singer, songwriter, and actor originally from Franklin, Tennessee. She is the daughter of country singer Billy Ray Cyrus and is the former title character from the Disney Channel series Hannah Montana. Cyrus has obtained the most Billboard 200 top five albums in the 21st century by a female artist with a total of 13 and is regarded as a rare case of a child star turned successful singer and as of the time of this recording hasn't turned 30. I'm mad on a number of levels and impressed simultaneously. She does That's turn 30 this That's what happens when you're year. born into it. Yeah. She does turn 30 this year. So, I mean, it, it's imminent, but 13 in the top five in less than 22 years. I don't even think I have like 13 songs written and recorded. Nonetheless, albums. I mean, the fact that she's been able to do it that quickly is extremely impressive. It definitely helps not only having a famous dad, but also the success that she had with Hannah Montana with a TV show. You've got the whole Disney machine behind you for so long, getting your name out, even though she didn't really use it in later years, still a good jumping start for that. Yeah. I mean, props to her props to her producing team, all of the above. Holy poop. John, you looking it up now? Did you? So not only it's she extremely musically talented, obviously her, dad is you know billy ray cyrus the wolf you know man that dude's greatest mullet in country but her pretty much whole family is yep she's sisters with noah cyrus which i you know i i knew of because you know she i watched your documentary about that yeah obviously but her (laughs) brother is trace cyrus who is the guitarist of metro station yep that i didn't know and her grandma and her godmother is uh, Dolly Parton. I mean, oh well, I mean, the Queen. God know. bless the Queen. Hey, you know, rest in peace. You know, she just died. That was Loretta Lynn. No, the Queen. Oh no, I'm. Oh, we're talking about Dolly. We're not English. We're talking about She's America. Okay. She's not our Queen. Our she Queen is Dolly American. Parton. We fought a close. war over that. All right, I was confused what was going on here. <laughs> what? No, we don't. We don't brush politics here. No, no, no. <laughs> American or British. No way. Excuse me. English. Right, Cause they're not British anymore. They, they broke off, I believe. Or no, they're still Great Britain. I don't care. Whatever. Not our So queen. do they Dolly have their Parton's own independence day now? I don't even know. <laughs> don't go We're not going to go there. Not too dark. So of course, with any artist that we bring up on the show, we always have to have some form of facts that are presented about them to determine whether or not they do deserve the hate. We always start with the numbers this week. It is John. You got the numbers. What you got for us, bud? All right. Numbers time. All right, let's do this. All right. So Miley Cyrus has sold over 16 million albums, which is also including her sales as Hannah Montana as well, which, you know, you have to add those together because they are the same person, whether or not you believe it or not. Hannah Montana is Miley Cyrus. I don't know. I know. I don't believe it. Shocking. Her best-selling album of all time is Bangers with a Z at the end, not an S, which has sold 3.7 million copies itself. Though, if you once you start including streaming, because Miley Cyrus includes about has about half of her total album sales are also are not included due to her uh, streaming her EAS sales. So once you start inqu- adding in her EAS sales, she's actually sitting right around 25 million total album sales. Which is 
about half of what Nickelback's was last year, uh, last week, not last year. Time moves fast. Though she has 245 total award nominations, of which she's won 89. But out of the big ticket awards, she only has two Grammy nominations and two Billboard Billboard wins. But if you're going to go for the really popular ones, the ones we really care about, her Juno awards are zero. Zero Junos. I think she's probably been kicked out of more award shows than actually won major awards. Yeah, she's definitely uh, been nominated a lot more than she's won. But in good news, she was nominated for two Golden Razzie Awards for Worst Actress. That's the real one. The Worst Actress, though, but lost both. Only nominated. Um, Can I take a guess at the films? Uh, One of them is LOL. And, God, what's the other one? They came out like Maybe Hannah Montana, the movie? No. It was between 2008 and 2011. She had two movies that she filmed. And I know about one of them because um i met one of the actresses from the film and they had they talked about how they had just filmed this movie with miley as their mom i'm not gonna say who it is um let's just say she's a a little gij uh you were wrong (laughs) on both of them oh one was hannah montana movies so jay you called it (laughs) other one was the last song oh oh yeah that existed Yeah. yeah i you know, wish I could. I think Liam Hemsworth wants to forget that existed. I think Liam Hemsworth wants to forget a lot exists. His definitely with success, this episode. You know, just... her her sales are definitely really high up there. Like you said, you know, she's not even thirty years old, and definitely like really actually genuinely successful. I mean, I'd like to say it's a Taylor Swift syndrome, which is if you get a good production team and the songs are catchy enough, and you have a really good producer there's going to be success. And if you're even like mildly appealing, either in voice quality and attraction, you are definitely going to have a good amount of success, uh, especially being produced. So credit where it's due. Great job to everybody with her production team. I mean, I still think Taylor Swift has the best producer in the game just because she's kept herself relevant for years. But Miley has or hasn't, depending on what happens with the controversy point, whenever we get to that, kept herself in the limelight one way or another, which has kind of extended that relevancy all the same. Props where it's due. So I do have a question. Uh, last week we did, we were including er, the top 100 songs, you know, like how many number one, number two type, top 10 hits types material. Are we going to include songs where she's featured on? Probably not. Okay, so if we're including the songs where she's not featured on, she has 53 songs that have been in the top 100, Billboard Ooh. top 100. Holy. Wow. Good Lord. Oh my 10 God. 10 of which are top 10 hits, but only That's... one peaked at number one. Because on like her the... solo That's stuff has only one. been since 2009. 13 yeah. years. None I mean, of her just top insane. 10 hits, though, were her uh, Hannah Montana stuff. So only her solo stuff were top 10. It's insane, though, that she's able to amass so many hits, and especially the album sales. 16 million albums sold in this day and age with the internet and streaming. I mean, that's 
that's really hard to come by anymore. Well, once you start including her feature stuff, you know, like uh, Nothing Breaks Like a Heart, which is Mark Ronson featuring Miley Cyrus, and then her stuff for like her rapper days, like 23 with uh, Wiz Khalifa and stuff, and then the songs where she's featured on there by Billy Ray Cyrus and the Kid Leroy, like it, it really goes up there. And then she did some stuff with Ariana Grande. It, it like she has considerable amount of top 10 hits. Credit where it's due. That's all I can say. I'm I'm impressed and surprised. I'm, well, I'm not terribly surprised, but I'm definitely impressed. I'm uh, a little bewildered Absolutely. by that. 53. But are these songs actually worthwhile? Like, are they lyrically good? Like, are they produced well, you know, and put together well? That's uh, that's somebody else's jurisdiction, not mine this week. That would be mine. Um, And what we do when we go to the songs. <laughs> we take a look at the top two songs that have been streaming in the highest of numbers um surprisingly wrecking ball is not one of them that did take (laughs) me by surprise her top two songs are in fact party in the usa which i think we all kind of figured that one and then we can't stop so as far as party in the usa is concerned uh this is off the time of our lives ep in 2009 which was released on august 4th of that year which is my birthday and the song's about reflections of her moving from Nashville, Tennessee to Los Angeles. Actually, looking at the lyrics of the song, which I do have pulled up right now, I hopped off the plane at LAX with a dream and my cardigan, welcome to the land of fame, excess, am I going to fit in? That's actually a nice little story there. I like that. It's simple. You know, jumped in the cab. Here I am for the first time. Look to my right. I see the Hollywood sign. This is also crazy. Everyone seems so famous. It's not wrong. LAX is, well, not LAX, that's the airport. LA is kind of like that. You know, there's a lot of famous people just walking around because they live there. It's like, it's their town. Simple concept, but actually a very good, straightforward story. I do embrace the aspect that they have a great great songwriter for it, but I will say that the song was originally written for English singer Jessie J, but Jessie thought it was too bright and happy, which would contrast with the dark tone that she was going for. So Miley did not write the song. In fact, she doesn't write most of her songs. What? What is the prowls? I am so alarmed. Are you trying to pull one over on me right now? Wait till we get to Britney Spears. Thought, uh, oh, no. I thought she was the greatest songwriter of our generation. Actually, I don't think Britney's on our list just because she needs a break. Too easy. No, too easy and too hard she, at the same time. I, I do Leave want to. Leave Britney alone. I do want to cover Jive Records in a future episode. Um, There's a lot with that. I'll send you some stuff. Um, The music video plays tribute to the film Grease. It was actually leaked online a week before it was released, which which led to uh, radio play. So July 28th, it got leaked online. So radio stations basically snatched it, played it the following day. And then the record company just said, all right, here you go. We're going to go ahead and release it. So they did the right thing as opposed to calling every radio station in the country saying, take the song down. We'll just let it happen and we'll call it a release. As far as the composition is concerned, it is a good little balance between electronic instrumentation with guitars and drums kind of acting as a live band. So typical pop song, nothing crazy. It actually adds more physical instruments than it does with the electronic stuff. But fun fact, November that year, after the song had released, she mentioned she's actually never heard a Jay-Z song. Lion lyrics. That is unforgivable. I'm not happy about 100% that. 100% unforgivable. Is it unforgivable? Yes. Is 100%. it the killing curse? 
It's Jay Z. Who hasn't heard a Jay Z song? So it is. I'm sure Jay Z just brushed his shoulders off after it, though. Damn. I mean, he's worth a billion dollars. So why would it, you know, be surprising in any way? Is Beyonce worth more than Jay Z? I don't think so because Jay Z actually has investments and production credits. Like Master P. He's a part owner in the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, Master P um, only had one hit single, but he made enough money off of it to invest wisely. He's a part owner of Dr. Pepper. So, I mean, he's just worth it. So, I don't think Beyonce is worth as much, but I would say notoriety and her name is probably worth more. She's Queen B. Yes. And I'm not going to say anything further. (laughs) The other song outside of Party in the USA was We Can't Stop, which was released on June 13th, 2013. Lyrics were actually written by Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick. Nothing? Okay, great. I'll move on. The song was actually written for Rihanna, but due to the success of Diamonds, um, they decided not to go with her for the song. Uh, I could definitely hear Rihanna singing that song. And this is also the phase where Miley got more of an adult image as opposed to the teeny bopper stuff. Party in the USA was very much her still teeny bopper thing, kind of a small transition out of Disney into more adult stuff. This one got a lot of backlash uh, because there were tons of references to drugs in the song, specifically like her taking Molly at a party. Uh, oh, damn. Yeah. I listened to it. I, I'd actually never heard the song prior to today, earlier. When you actually hear the introduction of it, it definitely sounds like something that could be a Rihanna song. So I understand why they would have used her for it. Uh, the lyrics themselves kind of half-assed. I'm not going to lie. Uh, It's a lot of repetition, typical kind of pop songs of now. I I feel like maybe early 2000s and 90s, there were a lot more songwriting involved with the songs. But yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of it's our party. We can do what we want, repeated, love who we want, kiss who we want, say what we want. And it's just repeated constantly. It's not as bad as some songs where they say umbrella repeatedly. Ella, Ella. Ella, Ella, Ella. All right, hey, we're going to hey, go on, hey. this, my, on this Rihanna thing. I need to say it about Rihanna. She's worth as much as Beyonce and Jay-Z combined, and she's by herself. Did you just look up net worth? All right, you guys are you guys are blowing my minds with these facts today. This is uh, – yeah, warn me about this stuff. Jesus. almost $2 billion, whereas Jay-Z and Beyonce are only also only worth almost $2 billion combined. Is that is that just like in the name alone? Because I don't she doesn't have two billion dollars. We know that Rihanna Fenty. has a that's probably it. Extremely successful makeup and lingerie line. Yep. Ah, uh, okay. That she's the CEO and maker of. Uh, Not to mention reported. she's one of the highest grossing uh, artists of all time as well. That's so weird. It's not weird. I shouldn't say that. That's not the right word. That's weird to me because I'm old. Wow. Now I wow. sold a lot. In, and plus she's an actress too, apparently. I didn't. I forgot about that. Yeah, been in a few things. I remember she was in Battleship and she was in Ocean's 8, which was actually a really good movie. I do suggest that. That was a good one. If you like Ocean's 11. I mean, it's not like we're going to do an episode of Rihanna because we can all just, you know, no, we can agree that Rihanna is Rihanna's pretty, well, uh, pretty well appreciated musically. Yeah, not bad. 250 million records sold. Damn. 
So John's going to do a Rihanna episode by himself. No, we and it's just him she, she looking up the facts and then reacting. That's all it is. <laughs> Sorry. All right, let's get back on. We need to stop mentioning so, Rihanna. Miley Cyrus, who we're here to talk about today. <laughs> yeah, I. as far as her singles are concerned, I mean, the top one was Party in the USA, which was actually a very straightforward, nice story of a song. We Can't Stop was definitely more along the pop lines of just kind of the repeated aspects and i'm just gonna read a blurb from the second verse to my homegirls here with the big butt shaking it like we're at a strip club Hell remember yeah. only god can judge you forget the haters because someone loves you pray Wait. i love them preach and everyone in the line for the bathroom trying to get a line in the bathroom we also turn up in here getting turned up yeah 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 that is literally Lyrical a verse genius <laughs> Uh, Are you sure she didn't write that? (laughs) The pre-chorus is even worse. So la, so la da, di da di. We like to party, dancing with Molly, doing whatever we want. This is our house. This is our rules. We can't stop. Whoa. And we won't stop. Whoa. Can't you see it's we who own the night? Can't you see it's we who bout that life? And we can't stop true now in her defense she's actually gone on record and said the dancing with molly line is actually her saying dancing with miley and she's got that southern twang you know molly miley kind of sounds similar yeah I, i can give her credit for that but can we truly hate on somebody whose name is dog e fresh that wrote these lyrics it's doug dougie doug you wrote dog and then i did write dog it's supposed to be Doug. What's wrong with that dog? Yeah, what's up with... Oh, yeah, see, now it says Duck. Yep, yep. I was going to say... Totally like, said Doug the whole dog, time. Totally dog said Doug e the whole Fresh. time. <laughs> his name is Dog E. Fresh. He's actually originally Nick from... Uh, he's the songwriter from Nickelodeon. That's all. Do, 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 do. We can't do more because we'll get sued. Do, do, do. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like three seconds of a song you could play without uh, any licensing issues? But I mean, if you're not playing it, you're just singing it. It's a little yeah. different. Hey, the company that shall not be named will sue you for it. And then a mouse will show up at your house and punch in your kneecaps. <laughs> huh? Uh-huh. Why are you singing my songs? Uh-huh. Do you know what Donald does to people? Uh-huh. Dive out. <laughs> Dive out. <laughs> All right. Take Let's a breath. Take a breath. Move on. <laughs> need to move on so given that she has a track with drugs being mentioned in the songs whether or not she defends them in any other way it could lead to some controversy oh so much controversy too you know i'm really really upset that i got this minefield to traverse through because as a white cisgendered male I can't talk on half of this stuff because a lot of it honestly is the fact that she's a very sexualized woman. She's done a lot to try and get away from her Disney persona for so long. And I, I can't really judge one way or another about that. That's, that's not, but I will say I went through TMZ and going on through TMZ.com searching her name. I went through nine pages of articles before realizing I was only to 2019 from <laughs> current day. Wow. So My Lord. she is 
widely talked about widely and and i understand why you know she's country music royalty obviously billy ray with a great mullet but she's put herself out there quite a bit to be in the spotlight um part of it comes with the, the being a celebrity but i think another part of it too is really trying to change that image that she had of being you know the little disney princess one of the big things that a lot of people have complained about with her is her open drug and alcohol use and talking about it in songs. Um, you know, she's gone on record to and, and been photographed with everything from salvia, MDMA, weed, hallucinogenics. Um, she's gone through the gambit, honestly. Um, I will say, though, as of early 2022, which I don't know if that's still current to this day or not, um, she is sober. Um, so I'm really actually glad for her, like as a human being that she's found sobriety. I hope she continues it. Obviously the provocative dressing and the sexualized photos on magazine covers and her music videos where she's half naked swinging from crazy things. That's something that, again, I cannot in good conscience say anything about that. What I can say something about however is her vma performance robin thick and we're not going to talk about robin thick because yeah. that's an episode that we can't do but um she was in the middle of their song doing a duet with robin thick and started twerking on him very violently and in the process of twerking you kind of look at it and realize she was 19 20 something years old at the time and he's about twice her age not the best of looks especially considering it's a song that's talking about i don't even know if i can say the word but talking about forcefully doing things to people while you're dressed as beetlejuice i just can't condone that at all so before uh you continue just to make sure listeners understand when we put these artists on our lovely little list and we discuss them we do make sure that any controversy surrounding the artist is not crimes against other people so we're not going to sit here and defend murderers or rapists or anybody that is an abuser or anything like that i did have for a little while uh just as an example i had queens of the stone age on our list and then i looked into it a little bit more and i had to remove them uh there is a, a, a little portion mainly dealing with the singer where we're not going to defend that behavior we're going to sit here we're going to discuss facts about people who haven't actually hurt somebody else they might have their own controversies in their own right but not anything that are actually towards another human being if it's something where they're self-deprecating in their own way sure that's fine, but we're not going to defend anybody who doesn't deserve it. Well, people that hurt other people suck. That Agreed. is not defensible. Um, yeah, they're pretty honestly, they, they deserve to be punched in the face. They don't deserve um, the So attention. one of the other controversies that Miley's really had, too, has been the multiple relationships she's had with other celebrities. The list starts with a lot of her um, co-stars in a lot of TV shows or movies that she was in. So first one, Tyler Posey, Dylan Sprouse, Nick Jonas, Justin Gaston, Lucas Till, Justin Bieber, Avon Hojia, Liam Hemsworth, Kellen Lutz, Jared Leto, Mike Will Made It, Patrick Schwarzenegger, Stella Maxwell, Liam Hemsworth, Part Due, Caitlin Carter, Cody Simpson, Max Morando. 
currently she's with Max Morando. Looks like they're happy. Look, you know, again, I'm not going to judge anybody for dating who they want. Um, I'm been through quite a few relationships myself. And if I were popular, I'm sure more women would have probably wanted me instead of the few that did. Oh, don't demean yourself like that. You're over six foot tall. You're appropriate for Tinder. Look, being six foot four is a personality trait to women. Thank Apparently. you. Louise. It's uh, a hey, prereq. Dating in your thirties. It, it is a strange minefield. And I know Jay and I can share many stories on that. You also uh, got to be open oh, to becoming yeah. a stepdad. Yeah. That, well, that's your deal, dude. <laughs> so, and, and you're doing a great job. I will say that. Appreciate and I'm not it. saying that because you're on recording and your wife is more than likely listening to this episode. <laughs> Shut you. up to all the stepdads out there. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it's, you know, dating is one of these things where it can be difficult no matter what situation you're in. When you're in the limelight, it feels a lot more difficult because you have no privacy. So at any given point, you can have something where it's no more than really a fling for a couple of weeks with somebody and you either mutually part ways or something happens, but you basically just go your own separate ways. Then the moment you're seen with somebody else, everybody's all over it because paparazzi are evil people. It kind of, you know, I feel for her, really because whether or not reading she through actually... a lot of these reading through a lot of these, a lot of them were really just a couple of months, you know, that's everybody's had those kind of relationships you know you meet people you hang out with them could you imagine the kind of pressure that it like can you think of any single i'm just gonna say female celebrity that grew up in the whole disney limelight none of them fared well like going all the way back to britney like you mean in terms of like public image and persona public image well yeah they all had a rather decent breakdown slash meltdown in public i think it's more as uh demi lovato or like Britney Spears, but like Miley Cyrus so far has fared pretty much the I would say the best, probably. I think it's more girls or women that have dated Justin Bieber. You know, the curse of Canada strikes again, week two. Uh, I, I'm oh, not no. even mad at Bieber. <laughs> it, it's sad that I agree <laughs> with you. <laughs> and that's <laughs> I think this is, is the a, worst part to it. There is a correlation between those. So, I mean, we'll have to continue digging on this. We're going to have to do a whole episode about the curse of Canada, I guess. I mean, but it is one of these things where, Jay, I can't really speak on behalf of you, although I do know a little bit of your romantic history, uh, just knowing Mm -hmm. you as long as I have. I mean, from ages 18 to until the two of us were respectfully married to other people, you know, we dated a bit. We always had, you know, and whether it was somebody that we saw for a year or a month, it was still dating and Miley is still in that process she has dated people progressively as anybody would because you're just trying to find somebody that's the thing and so like as far as this is concerned I wouldn't condemn her for anything like no absolutely not no she she deserves to be able to live a life and you know being in the spotlight for as long as she has you know that that comes with a huge territory of you know paparazzi following you around people looking at you funny taking pictures of you while you're sitting and just having a dinner like there's no such thing as like a first date on tinder your first date people are automatically going to start thinking oh oh are you together now are you with each other and there was actually a couple of guys on this list where she even admitted i may have only went out on one date with them i i would take her at face value it 
could have been more, could have been less. Uh, you know, that's that's her own her own thing. She wants to do it. Get get it, girl. One thing I, I see you you kind of skipped over on here, and we'll bring it up briefly. And this is my perspective. I am a cisgender hetero male. Uh, yes. She had a photo leak. There was a large photo leak that occurred with a lot yes. of different female celebrities. What you do in your relationship is between you and your partner. What happened is heinous. It's terrible. And it's a breach of privacy. Uh, we don't condone that. We don't condone that not behavior. And it is not Miley's fault. I'm going to I'm gonna leave it at that. I think we now, all can say we're a bit male feminist here. It's probably a nice way to put it. We're oh, still going to say stupid stuff. You know, like Guys it happens. Suck. But we're also going to realize when we say stupid stuff. And we're going to make our apologies as necessary. Yes. Now, away from things that she can't help to things that she can help and some controversies that she kind of brought on to herself. Earlier, you actually said something about Miley being in a little bit of her rap phase during her career. True. Well, she actually had some remarks uh, about rap music. And a lot of the complaints that people had before that were her appropriating the music, uh, the, the whole musical genre with hip hop, rap, any of the sorts. She was quoted as saying, I can't listen to that anymore. Speaking of rap, that's what pushed me out of hip, the hip hop scene a little. Um, she was talking with Billboard, of course, in this interview. Um, back to the quote. It was too much Lamborghini, got my Rolex, got a girl on my male member. I'm so not that. That's one of those things, definitely putting yourself in the crosshairs of of people judging you. And I know that's not really the best look on her, I would say. Generalizing the entire genre of music uh, because of maybe a handful of artists that do stuff like that. Not great. No. I, I can't really say anything about it. I mean, it, it was an interview about her explaining what pushed her out of that genre and back into something she was more comfortable with. I mean, I definitely get with the whole generalization and the appropriateness of it. I mean, that's definitely the kind of environment we are in nowadays, sadly. Or maybe not sadly, maybe that's where we're supposed to be, but it it's her experience. And like you're right, it might have it is truly just a handful of the bad apples if you want that kind of do that stuff. But that's probably just the crowd she was in in that moment and she wasn't into it and is in a spot where she's more comfortable in her music girl musical endeavor you really can't be. open it you can't really like it's her experience and we can't really if that was what she experienced we really can't say anything against it if that's what she actually experienced it could also be something you know mentioning earlier that she had songwriters and songs were given to her it could have been something True. where she had a songwriter who gave her similar lyrics to that or even not even like her songwriter or like the people she was rapping with in that studio like they're will made it or whatever you know like maybe that's it was his songwriters giving her hey we, i want you to do these bars on my on my disc track and cut that out that's awful I should jesus never, never that was under. white <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut that one out no i'm leaving it in are you kidding me <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah john no rap albums from you buddy yeah i left the rap game back in 2010 jay has seen me I rap bet. it's not pretty <laughs> John, I bet those beats went hard. Yeah, my, my rap name was J Cash Money with a dollar sign instead of an E, obviously. Hey now, stay off my name. <laughs> hey now, you're a rock. I am J Money. J Money no, all the way are, through. We are not. No, I'm making a rule right now. The song that John was just singing, we are not mentioning that song. Shrek, Ooh. the movie? 
period. First off, it's Mystery Men, because that's how I got introduced. At this least is to my me. swap. I mean, somebody once told me. Shrek is love. I will end this recording. <laughs> <laughs> Shrek is love. I have a hypervend. No, I don't got a problem with Shrek. Shrek is fine, but I have a problem with that song. Moving on. So another controversy she dealt with. Um, in 2009, she was posted. Uh, she posted a video or a, a photo with a large group of her friends. She was relatively young at the time, 17, 18. And it was perceived that she was mocking Asians. She was slanting her eyes back, as was everybody else in the group photo. Uh, there was an Asian young male in the photo as well. I don't know where any of it came from. She tried to explain it off that it was just everybody making goofy faces, and she just happened to be doing that. Definitely okay. not the best of looks. Definitely not. Nope. No. Cultural insensitivity. One of the worst things, though, I think she did was her and a friend uh, on social media ended up cyberbullying Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato as they were starting in Disney uh, when they, I believe, Lovato did... Um, School of Rock or Gomez did, or not School of Rock, sorry, Camp Rock. They went on and really talked very, very badly about the two. Wow. And later apologized and rescinded a lot of comments, erased everything, but not the kind of thing you want to do, especially to people that honestly are not only your peers, but also your coworkers at Disney. Cyberbullying can lead to the worst things. And that's... That's not cool. I, I I don't really have much to say on that because I just that 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 makes me sad. I've seen people that have been victims of that and you know, we've been unfortunate in our small town where we're from to have a couple of people who did not make it out on the other end because of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were young. So that's that's definitely not something that I would chalk up to maturity as an individual. Now when she was this was when she was with um hannah montana i assume i think it was right near the hannah montana movie uh okay. time period and she has since apologized rescinded comments and all this others so she yes, really she recognized has. mistakes so that's <clears throat> one step in the right direction but unfortunately in the long run it doesn't look very good especially with cyberbullying being very prevalent at this point in life for pretty much a lot of people especially with the social media age I, it's it's very unfortunate i would agree but the absolute most horrible despicable rotten terrible no good thing she released the wrecking ball video oh really that's what you that's what you say for last (laughs) haven't seen one since it's horrible (laughs) she's just singing while swinging on a damn wrecking ball Come on, like if you go ugh. on YouTube and you look up the guy who does the uh, chat roulette, and he does one where he films the entirety of the ugh. Wrecking Ball music video by himself, like lip syncing it, and he has people on <laughs> Omegle like going through and either singing it with him or just watching him, and he's like in the underwear and everything. It's it's fantastic, but it's also uh, oddly terrifying at the same moment. She ruined Wrecking Balls for everyone. She did. We haven't seen him. I haven't seen one in years. I haven't seen one since then. I wouldn't blame COVID for that. That was what, 2013, 2014? That yep. was six years prior to COVID. It's all her fault. I'm blaming her for that. But we did get the Anne Hathaway lip sync battle wrecking ball spoof oh i don't care about that show that one was good i mean anne hathaway is a national treasure so overall i mean i think the problem that a lot of people have with miley is they've watched her grow up in front of the camera 
you know, they've seen her from this, you know, young kids, 11, 12 year old spunky kid getting in, you know, getting into crazy hijinks as a crazy pop star, but real kid in a super meta TV show about being a pop star. And it's just when you watch something like that, you watch a kid grow up, you kind of get a little more attached to them. And I think because of that look that she's had, that that bubblegum princess kind of look, she's tried a lot harder to really distance herself from her Disney days. I mean, there was a time where she wore a purity ring while dating Nick Jonas. I mean, I'd rebel too if I had Mickey Mouse telling me, where are your damn purity ring? Yeah. Yeah, the South Park episode makes sense. It does. It, that's awful to say. Well, no, not awful. I mean, they do that kind of social commentary anyway. But yeah, it's the image of somebody being in the public spotlight at a young age and then being broadcast out in the world for a long time and trying to transition into adult personas, I should say. Maybe not adult roles, but to broadcast yourself like an adult, it's a rough go. There are a lot of people that are not successful with that. And it's, I'm not going to say a curse from that specific company, because there are a lot of people that obviously have success from that. You got Spears, you got Timberlake, you got Aguilera. Hell, you even have uh, Carrie Russell is another big one. Everybody forgets that she was on the Mickey Mouse. Hell, Kurt Russell there was a lot of people in have. like tons of disney movies back in the day he's been in stuff since the the 50s or 60s if i'm not mistaken yeah it's a different pressure like you really can't like very few people make it out of the disney mickey mouse club experience with fully intact without some sort of image issue yeah i mean selena gomez didn't i mean justin timberlake might be another option that really didn't have an issue no, but I really think that's going to be something that we're going to touch on quite a bit throughout this entire series. You know, uh, there's Hillary been a Duff. L- Lindsay Lohan didn't, but Hillary Duff did. She made it. <laughs> Lohan like- had a lot that happened that was not great. Yeah. And she is thankfully last I saw she was getting the help she needed. Yeah. Lohan, a uh, lot of drugs, a lot of issues uh, for a while. It was tough to watch her. Because she was basically falling apart. She and uh, it's not Disney, but Amanda Bynes. It was like watching one or the other for a while. They were both having the same kind of issues. Amanda Bynes, thankfully, has kept her name out of limelight for a while, which is good because it looks like she's actually doing a lot better. And I mean, you know, I loved her as a kid when she was on all that. That was she's one of the best parts. So I, it's that transition. Oh, uh, uh, Shia LaBeouf. How do we all forget about him? He's got a controversy. Dude. He's got controversy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even Stevens is great. It's a great show. I still remember the uh, the Limp Biscuit line, which is uh, the daughter's mom walks in. She goes, honey, I found this CD from this uh, group called the Limpy Biscuits. And the daughter <laughs> tries to interject. She goes, uh-huh, you're grounded till you're 40. <laughs> so uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a great bit of writing there. And, uh, you know, LeBuff's a great actor. He's uh, phenomenal as far as acting is concerned. But he also had problems with drugs. He had problems with public image. He was doing the whole public art thing for a while, which did and didn't make sense. He marathoned his own movies in a theater. True. And I think he just memed himself there. He did. I mean, he, he likes the aspect of the memes, but at the same time, it's just like, what's the point of this? So there's some stuff that comes from it that when we watch child actors as kids who are close to our age try to transition into adulthood, sometimes you have some people that are very successful with it and sometimes you don't. And the aspect from going as a child to an adult is you have to stay relevant in one way or another. So 
it could be something where there was a transitional period, which it looks like most of the controversy that occurred with her was during that period. It could be her trying to be relevant by doing stupid things and keeping her name out there. Or it could be just typical kids things that everybody experiences in one way or another. And yet, because she was already well-known, it was publicly blasted. Yeah. So it really kind of breaks it down between the two, you know? There is a third option, too. It could always be the Paris Hilton Kardashian effect, where you're really just a genius PR person, and you put yourself in crossfire in order to get more and more publicity, because there's no such thing as bad publicity. A lot of times, agents are the ones who actually call the paparazzi. I don't know if you you knew that or not. Um, specifically TMZ is a, is a big one that gets called a lot by but, managers you know, or agents. I feel like we left out Miley Cyrus's uh, charity foundation she formed, which was the uh, Happy Hippie Foundation, which is about uh, homelessness and LGBTQ awareness. So, yeah, I mean, she it's like I said, I, I don't think she's a bad person. I think like anybody else, we've all done stupid things. I just think it was more publicly broadcasted because of the position she was in. And so, you know, there are times when people take that into effect and then do their best to turn it around or they just continue to be miserable and just make it worse. And I think she, for a while, because I would say what the, just looking at everything with the controversy, it looks like most of it was like 2009 to 2014. Maybe. Yeah. So it's just a five year period of her life. She's 29 years old. You know, can we hold five years against her for the rest of her life? Or can we actually accept 24 good years out of her? Oh, all specifically around like her 18 to 21 year years of age during that time period, really. And that's the prime age where people try to find themselves. You know, you don't know who you are until you're really, you know, Jay and I are in our mid thirties now. We're kind of getting ourselves together as far as our personality is concerned, but we know who we are. True. But, I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. Well, uh, that that's an entirely different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Might need to go get some ayahuasca for that. Uh, Ooh. Take a different type of trip. <laughs> but <laughs> let's take a trip on my favorite <laughs> rocket ship god but no i mean it's that's the prime age where you're really trying to figure it all out i mean i made horrible mistakes between 18 and 21 and i know that and they're not anything that people can really look at me and go like well that's devin now no that was me between those ages and i did stupid stupid things i did some nice things too but i don't hold that in a higher regard or lower regard than the dumb things i look at the mistakes i learn from them i move on and I feel like she did too. And I feel like that's part of like why she's doing the charity and why she tried to clean up her act. Now, granted, live shows, you're likely to see her in something provocative or potential nudity because uh, for a while she was doing some really over the top stuff for live shows publicly and it was photographed and there was a lot of different things. I think she had probably one of the better reactions to the uh, photo leak, which is basically just doing a photo shoot. And basically being like, you know, my privacy has been leaked and this is what everybody wanted to look at anyway. Well, here I am. And I think that is, that's like, that's pure confidence there. So like, good for her for that, for just taking that initiative and just being like, I'm going to take this and I'm going to make it something positive. So that way it's not something that could be held against me, you know? So good on her. I'm, I'm glad she did something like that to take a potentially tragic situation 
and then turn it into something completely positive that works for her. So good for her. It does work. As long as she's happy and healthy, you know what? Keep doing your thing. But as far as deserved of the hate, how are we feeling? I honestly think musically, eh, it's bubblegum pop. It's it's the fun, hip, kind of shake your butt kind of thing. It, 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 it's none of her songs are going to hold up in 20, 30, 40 years. I don't think um, wrecking ball might just because it's so ridiculous. Um, but all in all, as a person, I really don't think she deserves any of the hate that she gets. Um, I think she's done a lot with what she's been handed and how she's had to handle a lot of things. And I commend her for it personally. I'm going to go with, uh, piggyback off of what Jay said here. A lot of her music is rather mainstream pop that's going to be forgotten about in 10, 15 years, right? But she also has a lot of extremely talented songs where she does cover her Dolly Parton and Billy Ray Cyrus type stuff. Her more root country style singing is she's extremely talented and super talented and like gifted singer by all accounts. Between her sales number ones top tens you know singles seven billion views on youtube and 17 million subscribers and like her streaming is just out of the world i i she doesn't deserve the hate and she's she's good to go i will say that she is a kid who took what she was given went through life to the best of her abilities while still doing the stuff that kids do i you know i i condemn the bullying i condemn any sort of rough behavior towards anybody else it is something that she's at least publicly apologized for so i will give her that i feel like with what the hand gave her she did her best to make it what she could she took the time to pace herself after making the mistakes to fix it i don't think she deserves the hate i do think she does for dating jared leto at all um personal thought (laughs) Uh, fever uh mm, well we'll talk about that but no overall it's somebody who took the mistakes of the past and decided to make better of it in the future and i i appreciate her for that so i'm gonna go with a no i think she doesn't deserve it definitely doesn't suck absolutely but i am glad she did uh, like you said came out and apologized for her issues especially the bullying and that kind of stuff that's not that's not okay i mean and you know actually sorry go ahead john John, there was there was something you said in your last little thing too that that i didn't even think about mentioning too was some of the covers she's done have been amazing she's done some rock songs where you wouldn't think she would be able to sing that but she's an amazing singer, 100%. Oh, yeah. I just she... would like to see her, I'd like to see her put out something that's got a little more meat to it, you know, yeah. something that's that's more personable, her, you know, she's had a couple of little songs here and there that have really been written well, but I want something that could be timeless from her, and I think she could do it. Oh, yeah. Well, like, let's let her go back to her roots, you know, like, she, when I listen to her cover Jolene by Dolly Parton on there, I'm like, I, my jaw dropped. I'm like, that's that's dolly parton she's got pipes she's really got pipes and i I feel like a lot of the pop that she's given has held her back agreed agreed completely like if she were to break out of those chains of like the pop and all that stuff and like run into the more rock 
pop uh country pop even and just did that and went back to that and be like she'd be a grammy winner right easily i would actually like to see what she can write maybe not the music but lyrically oh. like billy I, ray's I, a great writer himself yeah and i mean it could be something where you know he can kind of guide her on it and see if she has something in, in terms of those uh i don't want to say skills but like in terms of that technique just to see if she can produce something. And I mean, I think, you know, she can at least play guitar, not, you know, mm. crazy all over the place, but enough to carry a tune and uh, play a few chords here and there. So could be something simple. She doesn't have to go nuts, but that'd be nice. I, I would like to see what she can do on her own and, and not have the backing of songwriting and uh, songwriters and producers. That would be interesting to see. Maybe Billy Ray can help her tap and, into her achy breaky heart oh no <laughs> don't break my heart my achy breaky heart i don't think he'd John. understand don't go breaking my heart because if you heart, broke my heart i just don't think you'd understand <laughs> why john you look so depressed right now. why have you done this to me <laughs> What have I done? We went an entire episode without a, a Billy Ray joke. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's we... there for the taking. It was there for the taking. Thank you. <laughs> I, you know, he's a. Yep. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Uh, any last thoughts, gentlemen, that you want to add? See you guys no, next week. Nothing. <laughs> all right thank you everyone for listening in today on behalf of jay and john my name is devin this has been parley radio we will be back with more episodes this i think we said bi-weekly is how we're gonna do this so every two weeks you will look for a new artist on this list if you have a suggestion for an artist that you feel like we should add and talk about that does not have again the criteria crimes against other people we're not defending murderers or rapists or abusers and have sold at least one million albums are well disliked you can send that into our instagram our facebook or our email instagram and facebook would be parley radio podcast that is p-a-r-l-e-y not l-a-y both on instagram and facebook or parleyradio at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening in, and good night. Parlay Radio is a satirical educational podcast hosted by Jay Bain, John Coleman, and Devin Hughes. The information presented is done for educational and commentative purposes protected by fair use and copyright. Theme music and incidental music is brought to you by Cloudkicker, who you can check out at bandcamp.com slash cloudkicker. Like, share, and subscribe for new episodes every two weeks. Thank you for listening.